pre-show shenanigans yesterday Everett and i uploaded the chargers draft off-season wish list type that I, I fucked that up but yeah the, first, the round first round, round draft wish list yeah uh, I'm sorry. I off I just hear the word wish list and I instantly go to off season. Off season. Uh, Draft cut, 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 trade. We uploaded sorry. our Chargers, our uh, Chargers first round wish list. And in that, uh, you can go watch the last episode to see my quick reactions to it as the Chargers fan. But Everett went out there and said, and I quote, if JSN's there, he's a lock off the board. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but if JSN somehow is there at 21, that's a no-brainer. We're taking him. Zero hezies. The comment section to this is, is quite entertaining, okay? And uh, let's just say my favorite comment uh, on this post, uh, Everett, you can, you can correct me if I'm slightly wrong, but the Chargers, quote, don't need a JSN-type receiver. Okay. Let's uh, yeah. Let's just start with that. Okay. The Chargers don't need a JSN-type receiver. Uh. Now, I know what this guy is hinting at and insinuating, but this guy's saying that because JSN ran a 4-5-2, that essentially that means he runs a 6-8-40 and he will never pan out in the NFL. That's pretty much what this guy's hinting at. Uh, and I agree. Last year, the Chargers, we didn't have Jalen Guyton. We didn't have a guy to stretch the field, and it's not even like Jalen Guyton's really – a dynamic stretch the field guy in his own where you have to truly, truly key on him on defense and make sure he doesn't beat you. But still, also at the same time last year, we had to have a top five tackle in the league and he was hurt in Rashawn Slater. We had no time to throw deep, even if Guyton was on the field. Uh, so getting Slater back actually allows us to throw deep guys it's a crazy concept but blocking's important i know it's fucking crazy right it's not just about skill guys but back to jsn if the chargers pass on jsn and take a speed guy like jalen hyatt this will be the exact same copy of the eagles taking jalen rieger over justin jefferson because jalen rieger can stretch the field now how that turned out for the Eagles. Ask any Eagles fan. Actually, don't even ask them. Just Google Eagles Jalen Rieger. Look it up on Twitter, and you will see the Eagles fan base and all of their opinions on Rieger. The first thing you'll see so is... unsuccessful that he's actually now on the team that took Justin Jefferson. Uh... <laughs> lost you for a second. Oh, my God. Jalen Hyatt over Jalen Lost you. Lost you for a second. Lost you for a second. I'm back now. I'm back, back now. now. It's back now. If the Chargers take Jalen Hyatt over JSN, it's Jalen Rieger 2.0. We just wasted a first-round draft pick. Sure, Jalen Hyatt's faster than Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. But JSN, the odds of him becoming an elite wide receiver is so much higher than Jalen Hyatt becoming an elite wide receiver. And for... For my first round pick, yes, yes, ceiling matters a lot. Yes, it does matter a lot. But I also want my first round pick to fucking pan out. Okay? Can you say that again, but just include like Zay Flowers or uh, Mingo uh, or something okay. like that? If the Chargers take Zay Flowers or Jalen Hyatt or Quentin Johnson over JSN, then this is 
the exact same copy of the Eagles taking Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. We're going to be making the same mistake that we've all seen where we, the Eagles looked at the speed upside over the receiver that was actually fucking nice in college and had production and now look at their careers. One of them's considered the best receiver in the NFL and the other struggles to get playing time on the team that the best receiver in the NFL plays for. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Let's not make this mistake. The best part, the best part would be an exact copy of, of uh, the video where the Vikings laughed when the Eagles picked. Yes. uh, Cause it will happen. Zimmer, Zimmer was the G uh, coach at the time. Zimmer was the coach. Rick Spielman was the GM, but, but just remember, um, great video, by the the chargers, chargers are 21 followed by two teams that could use a wide receiver in both the Ravens and the Vikings. You could literally have another situation where the Vikings are fucking laughing their ass off because a team picked the speedy wide receiver instead of the clear cut number one wide receiver in the draft. Well, not clear cut, but like the best wide receiver. Now let's, 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 let's embrace some, some more significant debates here about draft prospects and how, how I evaluate them. One thing that we've been debating about a lot ever is the difference between drafting for ceiling and drafting for floor and just getting a guy you can rely on. There are certain positions where, yeah, that ceiling is going to weigh a little more weight. Like for quarterback, everybody, fuck you, Patrick Mahomes. You ruined the expectations of any quarterback coming out of college. But now everybody wants to find their next Mahomes. And because of that, everyone's, everyone's literally looking for are you like Mahomes or not? Caleb Williams is like, he is the next Mahomes, but, but we're not talking about Caleb. It's the difference between ceiling and floor. And I think at receiver, I think the floor is more important, especially when you're drafting a first round wide receiver. A hundred percent. Be like the risk that you could take taking a Jalen Rieger over a Justin Jefferson is literally so the risk is so big. I don't know how anyone with a proper mind could pick the fucking risky guy over the guy you saw dominate in college. I also just like the, the, the thing on top of that also is just like, we see a lot of teams in the end of the first round be like, I'm just going to take a shot on the guy, dude, this it's still the first round. This is when the players, even like the top of the second round, like, these are when the players that have the biggest guarantees to do well, like will you go. You can't miss on your. First you can't game. miss, and and like obviously we saw this with with the Giants the other year when they drafted Kadarius Tony. Now don't get me wrong, Kadarius Tony's gross on the Chiefs. No, he fucking sucks. Every Chief player is awful. <laughs> but he he is he's he is so good. he's wow. gross on the Chiefs. Chiefs. Get him like. But the reason he sucked was because he was also on the Giants and they didn't know what they were doing. Um, but like it's it's like. Why, why are we drafting? Like if, if, why are we drafting players who have huge marginal, like wide receivers specifically, like positions that, you know, you need at least a base floor. Like I get huge potential. Like, all right, I understand that. But if you have a wide receiver on the board, that's like guaranteed available. Like if, if we are going back to the, to the draft where Justin Jefferson was picked, right? Let's say you have CD lamb, Jerry, Judy, Justin Jefferson, and Jalen Rieger all on the board. Rieger on the board. Right. I'm sorry. How the fuck could Rieger be ahead of any? But of those but, but that makes that makes no sense. Obviously, I understand C.D. Lamb. Okay, C.D. Lamb. That's a guy that you know his his floor is really high. You know his floor is high. 
Judy and the ceilings there too. Judy doesn't really have a high ceiling in my opinion, but the floor, oh, the floor is I there. Would, I would say he has a very high ceiling and I would say he's just gone very unfortunate with injuries and shit. Uh, but, but his floor, his floor production, he has floor production. Okay. Justin Jefferson, a little bit more. One of those guys where you don't know what his ceiling is, but you knew that he was going to have a great floor. Do put up 200 yards, four touchdowns in a playoff game in college. I would also say this is, it shouldn't have made sense, but I would say that there were even some doubts on Justin Jefferson's floor to a degree. Like I, I feel like somehow Justin Jefferson got knocked for playing in the LSU offense and having shit around him, but no one else does. Like I'm shocked that you have fucking Justin Jefferson. You got him at what? 22. Like that's illegal. That's fucking that. That should be illegal. I I also just want to add like this same, the same kind of thing happened in, um, 1998, the Randy Moss draft. There's one wide receiver taken above Randy Moss. You, I mean, everybody saw what Randy Moss did at Marshall. You saw his intangibles, his speed, something that just doesn't exist. And like, I there's think a lot of his knocks that were like, there were off the field issues. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. But the dude that was taken before him was Kevin Dyson. Oh, oh, the all time great. Yeah, exactly. But who the fuck who, is, who Kevin the fuck is Kevin Dyson? Who the fuck is Kevin Dyson? <laughs> Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I like, he went to Utah. Okay. I, I, I don't, I've never heard of him considered any great college wide receiver or put up any big performance when college wide receivers. I've never heard his name. And this guy's like kind of one of those. really things. turned back the clock there. Yeah. What's his name again? Kevin Dyson? Kevin Dyson. Yeah. I like how you just turned back the clock. Now there. somebody's going to be like, someone's going to be like, how, how have you never heard of Kevin? There's got to be at least one person. There's going to be one like, person. Look at these fucking noobs. Uh, but yeah, I just use the term noob. I, I'm, I, I'm an iPad kid guys. I, no, uh, you're not. Nope. Nope. No. We do not associate I'm, ourselves I'm, with I'm them. Not. We not. do not associate ourselves. with them. But, uh, yeah, it's just. Grant, uh, Am frozen, still- frozen in carbonite over there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear I you. Now? You're you're fine. You're Holy just shit, you're just getting dude. frozen every couple seconds. Oh wait, there he goes again. This is going to be a very interesting episode for for the boys. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, I, I'm gonna have to put a finger up on this one. This is on US. Wait, can you hear me right now? <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah. Oh shit, that's very weird. Uh, but I'm gonna have to put a finger up for that. Uh, the pre-show intro could have been my internet, which I, okay. Fuck, we're on the topic. Pretty this show continues. Just, this is just a me thing. Like, it doesn't it doesn't matter where I am. My internet's always worse than yours. Just always. The I best don't... part, by the way, too, is both of us obviously are in college right now. Both of us have the exact same Wi-Fi network. It's EDU Rome. So yes. that's what like every college has. It's like the same. I, I don't know if it's the same provider or not, but it's the same system. I like I I also well, I guess this I don't is, live on I don't live on campus. I actually have my own Wi-Fi. I do too. Oh. I mean, I would switch to the USC Wi-Fi right now, but I do not. I have fi- I have fiber internet though. That's that's the move. Yeah, somehow LA just like doesn't have only it. Sp- very weird and random specific <laughs> locations in LA have fiber where it's like. Who the fuck is even like? Hold me? on, uh, I'm just gonna interrupt real quick. Can we just clap up for the boy? Uh, hit my parlay today. Um, oh, yeah. MLB parlay plus four ninety, plus four ninety parlay. Everett plus four ninety. Plus four ninety. I'm son. 
Oh, yeah. so you're you're on a heater again. You're back at it. I'm back. I mean, I'm back. I have never ever bet on the MLB in my life because I just turned 21. So I've never done it in my life. So I might have to get into this too if you're on a heater. Yeah. You I might, might have to hop in on this. Might have to hop in. Might have to hop in. Yeah. Uh, all I'm saying, boys, uh, it's Yurfy season. It is Yurfy season. All I gotta say. Okay. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a very, very special episode of the Waterboy Podcast. Today, it is episode 110. Happy 420, boys. And the Golden State Warriors have officially been eliminated from the NBA playoffs. Shout out Sacramento Kings. We're lighting the beam all fucking week. The Sacramento Kings, Everett, from, remember, game one of their series against the Warriors was the first time that they have played on ABC in the nationally televised game since 2006. I was wrong. It was not 07. It was 06. And now they're up 2-0 on the Golden State Warriors, and Draymond Green is suspended after their start. Well, second star player Sabonis fully third third star player Malik Monk sorry oh my my bad yeah it's the Kentucky boys and then Sabonis I I totally forgot (laughs) you're right you're right and Kevin Herter uh but Draymond Green is suspended in game three and I want to start off by saying this I used to hate Draymond Green with a burning passion used to by far like everyone else other than Warriors fans he was my least favorite NBA player in the league. However, however, Draymond Green's podcast and how Draymond Green treats Jordan Poole, because I fucking hate Jordan Poole, that Michigan piece of shit. Because of those factors, I now love Draymond. I'm actually a really big fan of Draymond, and I've been saying this a lot recently, maybe not on the podcast, but I love how Isaiah Thomas to this day is still beefing with, <laughs> with other Michael 90s Jordan. NBA players. I hope that Draymond Green, Grant Williams, uh, God fucking damn it, Dylan Brooks, all of the instigators in the NBA, I hope they're keeping the same energy talking shit in 40 years when they're way past retirement. I met Just the criteria, but I wasn't selected. I fit the criteria, but I wasn't, wasn't selected. selected. Okay, while we're on the topic of that too, I just want to say that if Isaiah Tom, like Isaiah Thomas, one thousand percent should have been on the dream team. Oh yeah. Okay? This is what I would say though. I think the dream team would have performed worse with Isaiah with him Thomas on it. On I agree. Team than not, and by worse, I would say instead of their average margin of victory being eighty points, it would go down to seventy-five. So they would be five points worse with Isaiah Thomas on the team. And my whole thinking is. Everett, could you imagine if IT and MJ were on the court at the same time? You think Michael Jordan is even looking at Isaiah Thomas? To no. The ball? Fuck no. no. He could be court. wide open. Go sit in the fucking He could be wide court. open and, and still anything. not touch him. You're not doing anything. Uh, you play defense. <clears throat> yeah, the one thing I do want to say, though, is, oh, you, you know Draymond Green's podcast because he's going to probably live like podcast so the episode. So he's going to be sitting there reacting to, to 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 the episode what the fuck did i call it an episode for reacting to the game yeah. and it's gonna be fucking great i mean if i'm draymond green's producer right now i'm telling him oh you're making a live stream for you to watch it live the the amount of money sure the, when you're suspended you can't even show up like on the bench i think no you can't the amount of money the amount of money that he lost for not being at the game because of his suspension he's gonna make back just by this podcast 
I like also well, just also, just a question. Just, just a question. Okay. Have you ever seen a player like live stream their reactions to a game like for the team that they play for like let's just say they're out with injury or they're home or something they have covid i don't i don't have any memories of an active player on that team like live stream watching that'd the be only sick thing i can remember is aguero who used to be the man city striker it was after he retired he would live stream him watching city but that's it i don't could you imagine current player if player can you imagine if calvin ridley while he's been suspended this year. I mean, that <laughs> live reaction to live stream the Jaguars games. Well, and if he was also hinting that he was still betting on it, like never explicitly <laughs> saying, but like, never said no evidence. He, like, like, huh, it's a, it's an eight, it's a, a 12 point game with three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And Calvin Ridley, can you kick sweating. a field goal? Huh. He's sweating. Huh. He, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, vehem- vehemently asking for a field goal. Yeah. Just like, from 50 huh. yards. Why Every time it's case? first down, it's first down from the 43. He's just, for some reason, yelling about kicking field ice. goals. There's nothing to play <laughs> for. And he is screaming at the fucking, the second string offense for the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> like what? But I, it's, it's just back, back to Draymond Green. Holy fuck. Uh, uh, Draymond Green has been suspended in game three and it's completely horseshit. This is really, you think this, <laughs> Do you, do you, you think th- he should be suspended? Do you think a, his ejection was? Do you think his ejection was was fair okay. though? Let's just talk about the game itself. The both calls were correct. Okay, Sabonis started the whole fucking thing. He instigated the entire altercation. Okay, he grabbed his leg. He grabbed his and twisted it. Uh, <laughs> and Draymond, yeah, like it, it, he got his legs wrapped up, but but Draymond did not need to um, uh, essentially. Uh, I was about to say like the Randy Orton head punt, but it, it was a stomp. But he kind of did like a completely unnecessary stomp on. He he was Zoom. acting like he was in the WWE. Like it was very unnecessary. However, I thought Jamon Tech out for that game, and Sabonis got a flagrant one. But then Sabonis, because it was a Tech on Draymond, then just shot free throws afterwards. So I mean, it wasn't really a flagrant one. Uh. But that was enough of the punishment. The second Draymond went out, like Kings won that game. I think, I and think, I think, I think that in the playoffs, unless it's something like a vehemently, I'm using vehemently a lot today. Yeah. Um, yeah. big words, big words. Um, unless it's like a, a foul or something that's just horrific, like it's just downright like horrifying how bad it was i don't think that players should be suspended in the playoffs unless it's actually like a true violation of like the rules like they took some peds or something like draymond should have been suspended game five against the caps yes but this yeah but like also if you want to do is if you want to suspend him for like this obviously like stomping on somebody's stomach like that's Excellent. foul yeah that's that is excessive. foul and if if, if sabonis was actually injured because of that okay well, he's actually questionable with a, um, I think that it, it wasn't bruised sternum, but I think it was like sternum contusion. I was like, what? Oh, okay. That's still, it's, it's a bruise. He's, he's it's still a bruise. Um, after that, he was chest bumping Malik Monk and shit. He was but like, I, I also <laughs> think, I think that like the big thing for the NBA with that is kind of like the way that their big thing is like making impressions on kids and stuff. Uh, but if you want to suspend him, fine whatever but suspend him for the first game of next season 
Don't suspend him oh, for. Oh, I, I don't think they would have held that over the rest of the year. The MLB did that shit with Yuli Gurriel when he did the eye shit to you, Darvish. But like the NBA, that... if they held that over to next year, I would also be like, why? If somebody, if, if somebody like, in the like, NBA but... did that shit though, that like to you, like they did to you, you well, Darvish, there's they, they're out for the year. Implications with the NBA and their international market. Yeah, so they're that out for would the be year. A major problem there. <laughs> they're, uh, they're gone. No, you'd be kicked out of the league straight yeah. up. Like you, you cannot do that. But uh, well, you can't do that. Period. Let's just clarify. Allegedly, that. the reason why Joe Dumar, well, in the MLB, you can. But the reason why Joe Dumars, uh, who is the NBA VP and head of basketball operations, this is why he said Draymond was suspended. Quote. Draymond's excessive and over-the-top actions and his history as a repeat offender were large reasons why he was suspended for game three. Uh, This is kind of what we're going to get into with Max Scherzer and his sticky stuff, but repeat offenders, you are held to a higher standard, which I get, which makes sense. The thing is, though, like, this might be the only altercation that Draymond Green has ever had where he didn't initiate it. Like, he didn't start the fight. And I don't know if that's ever happened before. He starts every single fight he gets into, which is for a game. But he didn't start this one. (laughs) And, like, I'm going to have to stick up for Draymond on this. I'm going to have to stick up for him. Uh, This is absolutely horseshit. Like, the NBA, also, if anyone's saying it's rigged for ratings, it's not. Because the NBA just told Sacramento, we are letting you fucking advance. So no uh but after yeah I yeah they definitely this, i know the i know steph steph might drop 50 tonight they That's still might works the, like, yeah and they still might lose oh i i want them to lose. I, I hate the warriors but it's just this like, is it's also i believe this is the first time um they have ever gone down 2-0 I'm not sure if that's true. I it might be it, or, 2-0 against the Raptors in the 2019 I, finals. That might have been it might have been since 2019. It might have been since been since the 2019 finals. Uh maybe that's the case, but yeah, Draymond shouldn't have been suspended. I, I thought it was unnecessary to suspend him. They already gave the Kings game two. You just gave them another game. Uh but moving on, Everett. We're recording this on April 19th, you know, day before the famous holiday. But legacies were on the line last night on Tuesday, April 18th. Chris Paul has finally broken the curse, Everett. He has broken the Scott Foster losing streak record after beating the Clippers on Tuesday night, his old team. Chris Paul is now 1-14 and 14 in his last 15 yeah. NBA games. Scott, Scott Foster was going for GOAT status last night and yeah, in a, an immaculate choke job uh, by the officiating crew. For a second, I thought Scott was going to give the clips that one. For, for a second down the stretch, I was like, this is getting a little off the hand, but hey, we got five minutes left. Scott Foster's got time. There's still time on the clock, guys. Do not count Foster out. Uh, but Scott Foster couldn't influence the game as much as DeMar DeRozan's daughter influenced that play-in game, clearly. Uh, so, yeah, Chris Paul finally slayed his dragon. He's risen above all the adversity. I would also go so far to say that this is the biggest accomplishment in CP3's career. Do you, do you think that that, that makes so, him a Hall of Fame candidate? Oh, uh, It definitely, definitely bolsters the resume. I would also say it is, it is easier to make the NBA Hall of Fame than other sports leagues. But also at the same time, 
there are only 12 players on an NBA team, so it is harder to make an NBA team. So maybe it's harder to make the NBA Hall of Fame. But if you were every single person that has led the NBA in scoring for one season has made the Hall of Fame ever. Russell Westbrook is a guaranteed Hall of Famer. And I know everyone's going to clown Westbrook right now, but he actually is a no-doubt Hall of Famer. No, he he is. He he might be Westbrook, but uh, he he is he is most certainly a Hall of Famer and give him the props that he deserves. Also, like on OKC, like he was lights out. He, like, he averaged that triple-double for the first time since Big O. Like that was enough. That was enough. Uh, like, yeah. When yeah, he was he an he, MVP, he's definitely in. <laughs> yeah, he was on the Rockets with with uh, Harden, right? So I yeah, mean, yeah, in the bubble when they played the Lakers, so funny. They're actually, I thought they were a little scary. They had Rocco on that team. I, I kind of like them. Daniel House, fucking baller. Uh, but yeah, CP3, he he slayed his dragon. We want to shout out Chris Paul. Uh, congratulations. We know how big this is for your legacy. It, it is not as big as me hitting my parlay today, though. Oh God, no, definitely not. Uh, no. Moving on slightly to the MLB, though, just a quick little subject. Uh, Dodgers had a noon game today. Uh, pretty Which sure they are currently are losing, pretty two sure to five. We are going on a nice little road trip uh, coming up here. Coming up, yes. Uh, so that's all we had, the noon game on a Wednesday. Fuck. But Matt Scherzer, right before the fourth inning, was ejected uh, against his start against the Dodgers for sticky stuff on his glove. Now, as I'm reading more into this, there are now some more rumors circulating that Scherzer might have been ejected for just arguing with the ump in general. She's like, also not surprising. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's vintage Max. I mean, they call him Mad Max for a reason. But like like Dave Roberts literally stopped slapping Scherzer on the ass because it bothered. Like, do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. He slapped Scherzer on the ass like after his first inning and Scherzer turned it. Or I don't think Scherzer directly told Roberts, but Scherzer told somebody else tell dave to never fucking touch me again and dave roberts literally never, never touched even, him again never even acknowledged scherzer while he walked back to the dugout for the rest of that season it was amazing uh but now the rumors are swirling that scherzer might have just been ejected for just arguing like why the why do you need to check me for sticky stuff anyway like this is stupid which he has a history of doing. He kept yelling that it was rosin on his hand, by the way. Uh, Yeah, but I've been trying to read into some more insights on the MLB sticky stuff. And this comes from the official MLB.com website. And the article is titled, quote, MLB announces updated enforcement guidelines for sticky stuff. The MLB, they don't even have a proper term for it. They also call it sticky stuff themselves. But Everett, and I quote, Should an inspection reveal that the pitcher's hand is, in the words of the memo, quote, unquestionably sticky. The Pause. Umpire... Yes. Sorry. Continue. The umpire will conclude that a foreign substance had been used in order to gain a competitive advantage, resulting in uh, an ejection and potentially further penalties. Now. Going back to Draymond Green being a repeat offender, Max Scherzer is a repeat offender, and because of that, he might be punished a little more harshly than a first-time offender. So we got to keep our eyes on the ball. According to Frank the Tank, Max Scherzer is going to be suspended for 80 games. So that's just what Frank said. That's just what Frank said. So look out for that, guys. Look out for that. Sticky stuff is still here. Yeah. Also, I just want to say the 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 umps this season have seemed to be very lenient with like their first checks because there is a with uh, Herman the other day versus the Twins, 
who he got caught with sticky stuff and they were like, just go wash it off. Came back out, pitched another inning. They were like, Martez, you still Herman Martez. Yeah. Uh, Domingo, 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 Herman. Oh, Domingo, Herman. Okay. Then they came back out, pitched another inning. They were like, you didn't wash it off. So go back, wash it off again. They didn't eject him or anything like that. The twins manager was then ejected for getting pissed off that they didn't eject Herman. But even like with, with Scherzer, the first time they caught him, like he was getting pissed off because the ump was going in his glove. Belt off and everything. It was, it was beautiful to watch. Well, no, this, this year, this year. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but like the ump was going through his glove because the ump felt like there was sticky stuff in the gloves. So he was like, get a new glove and wash off your hands. You can come back out and pitch. And Scherzer obviously like, doesn't like. Obviously did not like. Did not like that. that. No. So. Well, also question Everett. Scherzer. If he went out to go switch out of stuff, that should be a pitch clock violation, right? No, this was at the end of it. This was this was the end because this is on. There, I'm kidding a little bit, but I, this is going back to Cody Bellinger getting a pitch clock violation for like yeah. receiving his standing ovation, and it's strike one. Was that Angel Hernandez on uh, under? I don't think it, I don't think it was plate. Angel, but I it, it would have been perfect if it was him. Uh, but yeah, MLB like. I would also say, like, overall, they're, they're not as intense on the sticky uh, foreign substance checks. But when Scherzer's pitching, uh, the refs are like, oh, yeah, you bet. You're, you know, Scherzer, you know I'm checking you literally before every batter. You fucking know that. Like, it, Scherzer has a target on his back. So does Mad Bum. They're fucking hothead pieces of shit. <laughs> Bumps are going to come after them. Hey, you, you called it upon yourself. Uh, but if you don't have anything else on the MLB ever, uh, I, I, I do not know. I don't well, believe I do. It is time to officially confirm that I am the biggest jinx in all of sports. Last night, uh, Minnesota two Wild. Two, two nights ago, two nights ago. This was on, this was oh, yeah. a Monday well, night. This, comes out. this was on Monday night. Oh, I no, this was Monday night. Uh, Into Tuesday night. morning. It was Tuesday morning technically too, but yeah. So last night while the Minnesota Wild were playing the... Everett, who were they Monday playing? night. Monday night when the Wild were playing Monday the Stars. Monday night when the Minnesota Wild were playing the... Stars, the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. I tweeted out an apology to the Waterboy faithful that Everett and I will not watch a single minute of any playoff hockey this year. That was cap. Immediately after tweeting that out, Everett notified me that he was watching the game but even more importantly the minnesota wild proceeded to instantly give up two goals to lose their one goal lead so i'm putting a finger up everett that's on me i'm sorry that was my fault more of an apology to our not unnamed intern but future intern uh intern brian he he's in he is in the application pool yes yeah don't give him that much credibility he is in the pool We'll see if he makes the interview phase, but you know well, we're still going over it. Well, uh, he has to talk me. to the unnamed intern. That, the unnamed me. intern that's is doing the application process. So, I would just say though, like playoff hockey, there there's honestly nothing greater than overtime playoff hockey. And you um, double no, no, no. I learned this the hard way. There, um, there's something oh, over, better than overtime over, playoff hockey. Uh, overtime and playoff hockey is not the same as regular season in regular season they do three on three and it's just a shootout and then if it's still tied they'll do like a, a face off and it'll just be penalty shots oh yeah screw that i like the five on five playoff is five on five uh five on five Unless is i was crazy five on five is sudden death but it takes it's a 15 minute period no yeah it's the you guys essentially played five periods we played five periods and i went to bed at 1 a.m well i mean 
it is harder to sit down and watch sports all day than to just play in one game a day. We we know that as fact. But oh my god, the fucking players. You have terrible, terrible. What you get one day, one off day, one 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 day in between. Also, just I want to shout out two under. It was it it was three. (laughs) I think it was three two was the final score. Both goalies saved fifty plus shots. Fifty plus shots, like yeah. that's that's crazy. I'm also, also like I, puckhead. I don't actually. I don't. Really I don't follow on. hockey. <laughs> I don't follow hockey. No, every stop really... selling. Stop Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. You're you're the biggest. Can I finish? Can I finish? I don't follow hockey that much. I know a little bit more than the average person, but my Minnesota blood, uh, just really really came through. So I had to watch the game, and with that said. I don't know who needs to be told this, especially by somebody who doesn't really follow hockey, but I know a bad hit when I see one. And if anybody thinks the hit <clears throat> that Dumba made on Provolsky, whatever his name is, is an illegal and bad hit, you shouldn't be watching sports. You should not be watching contact sports. Go watch horseback riding or croquet or something because this is not, not your sport. Go watch tennis. Go watch, go, go, go watch golf. Those are great sports, I, I, but they're not contact like sports. What makes hockey entertaining to let's say a non-hockey fan if you're just going to turn on the tv and actually tune into a game we want to see the hits no like you're you're talking about a sport where people you're talking about a sport where people are literally legally allowed to beat each other to a pulp yeah so and that's not like ufc where it's the main thing like that's just a side objective no no it's it, it literally has nothing to do with the actual game itself. It is if you have beef with another guy, yeah, just go beat his ass. Squabble, go for it. We're not, we're not, we're gonna let you do that. We're not, we're not saying no. We're gonna let you do that, and we gotta, we gotta stick to what makes hockey unique, guys. But okay, on to some football now. No, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little interlude here before we get on to football. Oh my goodness, more hockey. See, I, I not hockey. It's not hockey. But I did talk to you about this before the start of the episode. I have a question, and because this question is not really so, it's kind of associated to every sport. Before we get into football, I wanted to I wanted to ask it: What do you think is the greatest stretch of accomplishments by an athlete ever? Like this is one period of time. It's not like not like Michael Jordan where he won a couple rings, had a break, then won a couple rings. It's not like Tom Brady where he won a couple rings, had a break, won a couple rings. Like it has to be at one stretch of time. What do you think is the wait, wait, wait? One stretch of time. Did you say the '90s isn't a stretch of time for Michael Jordan. I'm saying like Wait, it's what like. Is your, what is your definition of stretch of time? Well, <laughs> like it depends. It's depend. It's dependent. It's dependent on the sport. It's dependent on, on the sport. So like for swimming, stretch of time like Michael Phelps winning like first in like five different Olympics, like back to back to back to back. That's a good stretch. For for the Lakers, their three peat. That's one stretch. For the I, NFL, I would say that it's. We can talk individual athletes versus team athletes, which is where this is going to go. But in my opinion, there's no, there's no greater accomplishment or accolade literally in all of sports than NBA Finals MVP. There's nothing that boosts somebody's resume like NBA Finals MVP. And it's really hard to beat Michael Jordan. Six finals appearances, six finals wins, and six NBA final MVPs. It's very hard to touch that. Also keep in mind him having a crippling gambling addiction, uh, addiction, <laughs> addiction while all of it was going on. 
so coming coming in from Las Vegas at 2 a.m. Place still, like you got to keep that in mind too. And you have Dennis Rodman on the team, so it's it's really an accomplishment. There were many factors going on. There, there's actually nothing greater than Dennis Rodman in the middle of the season just being like, "I need two weeks off. I'm going to Vegas. See you guys." That's also, so funny. Just keep in mind. Just keep in mind. Uh, Michael Jordan literally retired from basketball for a year to play baseball. Well, um, the reason that happened. That's why I said play baseball. I did this. Well, yeah. Read we into all, it. We all know he got his dad murdered for not paying off his gambling debt. Oh. The mafia made him retire. But hey, that's a whole nother, that's a um, whole nother topic. This this is this is going to be my like who I what I'm gonna say. Michael Phelps, obviously one of the greatest athletes of all time. Usain Bolt, greatest athlete, one of the greatest athletes. Tom Brady, greatest football player of all time. Real quick. Uh, actually, finish your point, but I want to go back to the Michael Phelps versus Usain Bolt because I think that is it's a debate. debate. It's a debate. It is up for debate. I okay. Think it's clearly, one of them. But... Okay. Um, this is th- this is what my answer to the question is. So Tiger Woods obviously has had uh, history over the last couple of years, more than a couple. Um, but from 1997 to 2013. Tiger Woods was a combined 126 under par in all major championships combined. The second repeat that time frame one more time. 1997 to 2013. So 16 years. Was that his debut? Yes. So over 16 years, Tiger Woods was a combined 126 under par among all major championships he played in. The person in second place behind him was a hundred and twenty-five over par, so two hundred strokes behind him. Okay, so and on top of that, Tiger Woods all time has a twenty-three percent win percentage. So that's like you just gave me quantifiable numbers to to support that, which are good. Now I now we're massive dimpleheads on this podcast. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, I you know, I wasn't alive when Tiger won his first two Masters, so I I, I don't even know what it, he was really like early in his career. But according to uh, the people I know that follow golf, if Tiger ever had a lead going into Sunday at any any tournament, major or would not lose fucking minor, he literally would win every single time. If he ever had a lead going into Sunday, he never lost it, and I. I only like really follow the masters, but I swear like for the last six masters, whoever had the lead going into Sunday, never lost, lost, never won. And that's like really the pressure, like Brooks Kepka, like being the leader on that last day, like pressure's on him. It's all on him. And so golf is like the ultimate mental sport. Everyone says that everyone knows that. And that just proves. I think, I think I also said this. The other day too, um, I think the most, the most um, expensive, probably like the biggest sport sports memorabilia piece to ever exist is Tiger Woods putter, and that's because Tiger Woods, in the entire time he's been playing since 1997, every major championship he's won, every single round of golf he's ever played in, since then, he has used the same putter. He has never replaced the face. Every there are literal marks on the putter face from hitting the ball so many times. 
So uh, like, and I, the I pictures of him holding the putter and stuff. Same model, but this no, the same putter. The, all the pictures of him holding up like the putter, Tiger. like him winning. Yeah, that's Tiger. the putter. Uh, yeah, I mean Tiger, he's he's built different. We all know him. Shit, put Nike Golf on the map. So, uh, Tiger's done a lot. I'm just gonna Tiger's say, if, if you if you don't consider Tiger Woods one of the greatest athletes of all time or on your Mount Rushmore. That's kind of an issue for all the. I mean, I'm not a diplomat, but yeah, greatest golfer of all time. Yeah, and so. it's the greatest story, like winning the Masters 2019. Kind of that was a great score. It's great like story. Tough to beat that. Uh, but let's let's go back to embracing debate between Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps. I'll keep this real quick. Uh, Everett, who would you say is the more dominant athlete? Usain Bolt had a great stretch, but Michael Phelps was the more dominant athlete. It's Michael Phelps. It's Michael Phelps. Question. It's Michael Phelps without question, Everett. Okay. Usain Bolt has, in eight events at the Olympics, eight gold medals. So perfect eight for eight. But in terms of overall, like all- uh, All time, all, all medals. Games, yeah. Like all events yeah. and all tournaments, he has 23 gold medals combined. Yeah, how many does Michael Phelps have at the Olympics alone? Michael Phelps has 23 Olympic gold medals. <laughs> yeah. I just I just want to say, like, look, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. If I'm if I'm if I'm a if I'm an Olymp- Olympian athlete, right, and I'm about to do the some dash, I don't really know running that well, and I'm lined up next to Usain Bolt, I'm shitting my pants. But if I'm a swimmer, and I'm going to do like the butterfly or something. And I see Michael Phelps next to me. Oh, I've given up before I've even started. I, I know. I, I, I know I'm going well, for second I'll be place. Honest, I think I'd have that same mentality going up against both guys, but it's like Michael Phelps. Like, But, but I know, I know I'm, 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 I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not fighting for first place. I'm trying to get second. At least no, with, like, literally. at least with Usain Bolt, with Usain Bolt, like, I feel like maybe I have a chance. Michael, like not, not literally, not literally, not literally, not literally, not literally. <laughs> But but like um who there's the American the American sprinter was like always neck and neck with him. Uh, but yeah yeah so uh, yeah we just embrace uh, embrace debate boys. But okay, quick quick little football thing. Uh, just some quick college football things for me. Okay. Order has officially been restored as of Wednesday, April nineteenth. The Ohio State Buckeyes are back with the number one recruiting class in the class of twenty twenty four. Everything is back to normal, guys. So there's nothing to worry about. But more importantly. Former top interior defensive line recruit Alexander from Georgia has entered the transfer portal and he is predicted to go to USC. I can't believe that I just said that sentence, Everett, but USC is now picking up some defensive recruits and I can see now why Alex Grinch is still on staff. He, he went up to Lincoln and was like, hey, you saw the personnel on the defense. You knew I had no chance from the get-go. That first year was a wash. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fix it up for you. I'm a fix it up for you. Okay. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Alex Grinch said. Oh, 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 I, I I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to modify that and make it a little more harsher, but yeah. uh, Bear Alexander. I, I, I don't know how we get a defensive lineman. When you look at Georgia's success that they've had at interior D line recently and get him to go to USC. I don't know how, but we'll take that. We'll fucking take that shit. Yeah, no, Tajay abusing their entire, and our offensive line, and uh, abusing the entirety of, of the UFC D-line, USC D-line, uh, might have made some, might have, might have, might have mean some changes. When, when yeah, you I, like, personally, I, 
I'd like to say that was the final nail in the coffin. I I would personally say us giving up like a thousand rushing yards to Arizona State was was the that actually flag for I'm exactly how much how much did you give up? It was just everybody was just gashing our defense. I'm exaggerating obviously, but I I I think I think we recognized the defense was asked before the two lane game. But I'm with you that that should have really been the final point. Like (laughs) this is guys, but. I'm with you on that. I am. Uh, but time for the NFL, Everett. Time for the yeah. NFL. Allen Robinson has been traded to the, to the Chicago, Steelers. Or, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Ste- Holy Chicago shit. Bears. What the fuck? I just know he came from Chicago. I just know he's going to some fucking shitty team. And uh, I just remember Chicago A-Rob. But he's going to the Steelers, Everett. But also, this trade was very interesting because the Rams – had to also trade the Steelers a seventh round pick for a seventh round pick back. So the the Rams moved up, I think like 10 or 20 spots in the seventh round and gave up Allen Robinson. Yeah, I mean, so, if you remember, so they signed Allen, the Rams signed Allen Robinson last offseason. And if you remember, I have sign or what did they trade for him? Maybe it was a trade and sign, but they, they gave him a new contract. If no, Allen Robinson was not on the, the the Bears two seasons ago, three seasons ago. I think he was a free agent. Um, but no, he was on the Bears twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think he was a free agent though. I, I, whatever, I don't, I don't care. I remember just distinctly saying, like, if you're the Rams, why, like, why, like, it just just isn't necessary to spend that money when you have to do other things to fix the team. And obviously, now it didn't pay off, but. It, a seventh round pick that just kind of goes to show you how bad that contract was. Yeah. And it also doesn't help that he uh, put up 340 receiving yards last year in 10 games. That also didn't help. Uh, But yeah, like just pure salary cap perspective, Rams save more by trading him than cutting him. I'm not sure if they would have actually saved money by cutting him. I don't think they could. Hold on. Uh, But I mean, I'm just fact checking something real okay, quick, but it's just Alan, Alan Robinson. That didn't work out. Also, he was my fifth round pick last year. So I knew from the get go that it wasn't going to work out. Uh, but that just wasn't, wasn't a great transaction for the Rams. Alan Robinson wasn't quite their their Odell yeah. Beckham replacement uh, going into last year. It's the first trade that I've missed this off season. I, I was, I was going to say, I, 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 I specifically remember you saying restructure Allen Robinson. And I was like, oh and you God, said, Everett, I think that might be the worst thing that the Rams could possibly you do. You said, They're you said, you forever. said, and I quote, get him the fuck out fuck of here. Out of here. Which so technically we, we were still right. Nothing. We were still like, technically right. We were still like technically they, right. They weren't looking to get any assets by trading Allen Robinson. It was purely, you're so awful for our salary cap. We'll do anything to get rid of you. Anything. Uh, so I also just want to say, Everett, I know how you feel it. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty great. Sick to just it's see great. The and just it's like, great. Get right like that. Yeah. Like, it, it is well, great. what can I say? It is Waterboy Analytics. I mean, yes, I, I've had, I've had my own run, but I mean, this is a team effort here. We, we are doing the research together. It is Waterboy Analytics. Yeah. I mean, Everett, Everett, 
he doesn't he doesn't like to hype himself up but there's a massive server board room like right behind him i i i have that door that door behind me goes straight into a 500 computer like server room of just servers like all just running analytics in excel but yeah that it didn't didn't quite work out for the rams Uh, it didn't quite work out we'll Uh, see how it goes for the steelers uh i'm a little interested how that's going to go with deontay johnson and george pickens there because i I mean, they also literally they they have the same offensive coordinator last year. And keep in mind, Deontay Johnson, who is their number one, did not score a touchdown for like seventeen weeks. I I could have sworn like there was a period of time where or no, it wasn't the Steelers. It, it was like the Giants a couple of years ago, where like a wide receiver didn't catch a touchdown until like week ten. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But without further ado, let's get into your uh, CJ Stroud list. Yeah, so uh, Bryce Young's going to go number one instead of C.J. Stroud. So these are the teams that I think C.J. will perform the best on. So without further ado, here is the please draft list for C.J. Stroud. To the Colts, Raiders, Jets, if Aaron Rodgers decides to pull a fast one on us and doesn't retire, Commanders and Seahawks, please take C.J. Stroud. This man is the future. I don't know why. It's suddenly come up all these rumors of CJ Stroud being uncoachable, like that cognitive test thing came out, and now apparently CJ Stroud's stupider than a doorknob. I these narratives are now flying around. Uh, but just look at what CJ Stroud does on the field. Just just watch that, and then watch what Will Levis and AR15 do on the field. On the field, all I gotta say, just look at it and think think what we're what's going on here the one thing i just want to say which makes no sense to me ever you you let me know if you think this makes sense mel kuyper jr puts will levis ahead of cj stroud for this reason in 2021 not last season two years ago in 2021 when will levis was on he threw like an nfl quarterback cj stroud well, first things first, he's always on. There's never such thing as CJ Stroud being off. But CJ Stroud makes NFL throws every time he throws the ball. So Mel Kuyper said that Will Levis is better than CJ Stroud because half the time, Will Levis is as good as CJ Stroud. I'm not going to lie. Make that makes sense. I have, I have a second round grade on Will Levis. It's, I, so I understand we were talking about this earlier, quarterback. I understand because of Patrick Mahomes, you're now looking more at the ceiling than the floor here. But I swear, if if you are a long-term project, you're not a first-round pick. Also, like, let me let me just clarify something too. I know that there's the big boards, right, with all of your prospects. But when I'm with when I'm making like my list, when I'm doing like the list that I ha- like have that we put we put out. I'm doing it for individual prospects. So when I rank all the prospects together, my I might have a second round grade on a quarterback on the quarterback list, but in the actual big list itself, it might be a fourth round grade because there's other players that I'm continuing. So on the list that we put out for the quarterbacks, it went CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, uh, Will Levis, Hennon Hooker. I have a second round grade on both Hennon Hooker and Will Levis, but in the actual draft, I'm the, the, for the big board, it might be lower than that. So we'll see, but... Um, 
<clears throat> and also just certain teams have different positional needs and stuff. So you might take a second round quality player at a certain position because you really need it. Uh, yeah, you might, you might, you, you might it's, reach. It's just, yeah. You know what the the OSU quarterback hate? It, it's going to keep going. It's continue. I, I tweeted I that out. Second, we were going to yeah. get a number one overall pick or not, but yeah, CJ Stroud, Colts, Raiders, Jets. If Aaron Rodgers pulls a fast one, Tommies and Seahawks. I'd love CJ in any of those uniforms. Um. Okay. So speaking of the draft, let's get into my official 1.0 mock draft. <laughs> With like seven days to go till the till the draft, literally a week from today, uh, we'll yeah, have so uh, mock draft one point uh, Ever before we get into this, can you enlighten our viewers on your accuracy last season in your official mock draft? It's not good. That's all they need to know. It was bad. It was very bad. It was very, 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 very bad. I think I got one. So I think I got one pick, so and it was. I mean, it was I wasn't going to say the number, but but Everett got one player accurately predicted from what what i will say cross to the seahawks what i will say just how the fuck you get back (laughs) what i will say is for the most part i got the teams wrong but the way in which i drafted the players i was kind of correct with how good i thought certain players would be and where they deserve to actually be picked like i had sauce gardner going like five so and the way that I'm doing this, <clears throat> this is more so what I, it's not necessarily what I think the teams individually are going to do. It's partially what I think they're going this to is do. This based off of tips. This is based off all <clears throat> the reports that Everett has this, this is, from his inside yeah. sources. This is not what he would do if he No, let me, no, 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 no. This is, this oh, is what, or it is. this is what I, partially what I think that they will do and partially what I think I would do if I was in the position that they are in. So it's a mix of both. Okay. I'm not guaranteeing. I'm not guaranteeing okay. <clears throat> that all these picks are going to be correct. But what I will say is, if it was me and I'm the GM, this is what I would be doing. So with that said, okay. let's let's get the show rolling here. Uh, number one pick to the Panthers, no doubt about it. It's Bryce Young, uh, minus five thousand, I think, right now for odds. Um, it's that high. It's like minus a thousand. It's or maybe it's like I was minus hearing minus twelve hundred. I think it's minus a thousand, but that's still very, that's still very high. Um, and now for pick two, a lot of people I've seen people talking about uh, trading the pick back. I've seen Nick Cesario talking about that, uh, possibly drafting a quarterback here still. Uh, don't overthink it. It's Will Anderson. Don't don't overthink it. Will Anderson is one of the best prospects in in this draft. He's one of the best defensive pro he he potentially could end up being the best defensive player in this draft obviously Jalen Carter's there but Jalen Carter will Anderson one and two defensive prospects possibly even one and two players in this draft don't overthink it will Anderson at two we'll get a quarterback of the future next year I mean if you want to be in the Caleb Williams con- contention go ahead he's going to be a generational prospect and the rest of those quarterbacks <clears throat> Michael Pratt are going to be great too um pick three This is where we're starting to get wild. Trade. Trade. I I wish the sirens were going right now, but, but, but trade. Trade. The Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, have traded back to the 11th pick with the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans have traded up to three, and they select Anthony Richardson 
with the third overall pick. Yikes. This is one of those picks when we're talking about high, high ceilings, but we don't know where that floor is at. I've seen projections that have Anthony Richardson at about 80% bust rate. Uh, but I mean, shit, if you can develop him properly, he could be a one the of the word is if, if it is, if so but... real quick, I, I, I want to just quickly comment on this. Uh, I said this before, uh, let's say Anthony Richardson to turn him into a, well, he'd be, he essentially would be better than Mahomes if he actually hit his maximum ceiling. Cause he's the most athletic quarterback and has the strongest arm in the history of the world. So this is what I just want to say. Uh, I think the odds of you developing him into that great uh, quarterback, whatever, I think there's actually a higher chance of like, I don't know, the world ending tomorrow. Uh, You need a miracle. Scratch that. You need multiple miracles to get AR-15 to that position. See, I don't necessarily believe that. I think it's based off... Multiple miracles. I think it's based off what team he goes to, and obviously the Titans doesn't really help, but I think Mike Vrabel being the coach there and and just kind of like the run game utility that they have, I think that they're more, more focused on that than the actual throwing upside. But I do think that you still have Ryan Tannehill under contract. He's a pretty, he's an average quarterback. He's an average quarterback, he's but, a he, gamer. <clears throat> but he is a precise quarterback for the most part. He's a thrower. All right. And he used to well, be well, ever, I, a runner. I want to quickly bring up though, that one thing that you talk about a lot is you, for these project quarterbacks, you want them to sit behind a veteran and learn Ryan Tannehill last year when Malik Willis got drafted said, it is not my job to babysit him. That's not my job. <clears throat> well, it is now. If they draft a quarterback in the first round. See, this is where I think we have some, this is where we disagree. I'm sorry. Ryan Tannehill is not going out of his way to help AR-15 take his job from him. That's well, also Ryan Tannehill only has one year left on his contract. So if you want a job after I mean, next I year. I get that, but like, it's not. That's like just kind of the way, that's just kind of the way it anyway. works. No, but but other teams are going to see it, and he's an old quarterback, so they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to bring you in to, to be the starter. They're going to be like, no, I want to bring you in to, to develop my guy. So Well, well, I, I just don't think, that, I don't think there's many guys that like <clears throat> I'm also going to tell you to close your blinds <laughs> over there. Yeah, I, I, I probably should do that, but we, let's, we let's... didn't have it going on for so long, so I'm just going to stay cast. Uh, but yeah, pick three, Anthony Richardson, Grant and I disagree, but I think that that's probably what they will do. I think the, the athletic upside matches with what Mike Vrabel wants to do. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is basically contracts up, and they're about to be in a full rebuild, so I guess they're just starting that with a quarterback that needs to develop anyways. Um, know, actually, I am on board with that pick because I think that just gets us one step closer. Mike Vrabel saying, fuck this team, I'm out. And he goes to Ohio State. Well, no, no, I'm not even saying that, but like there was disconnect with him in the GM last year, and I, I don't think Vrabel would like that. Okay. Uh, pick four. Um, pick four. I know that there's been rumors of uh, this man falling out of the top 10. Uh, there's not even, it's not even rumors. Uh, people obviously hate the school that he goes to uh, with his position specifically, but CJ Stroud goes to the Colts at four. Uh, we will have three quarterbacks taken in the first four picks. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I think that I think his skid, like he could skid. I think that is very possible, but the Colts need a quarterback. Uh, I don't think that they're going to not take one this year. That really just doesn't make sense to me. So CJ Stroud still works for them. 
I would um, also say, like, among these teams, I mean, I'm not, like, expecting a playoff run from the Colts, but at least day one, I think they're kind of set up. They got some pieces. And look, look, if, if for whatever reason the Texans decide to draft a quarterback, right, the Cardinals could trade back and – you know that the third quarterback could be off the board before the Colts even get to pick but honestly if I'm the Colts I'm just standing pat I I'm sticking with four I'm not trading up to three I'm not trading up to two to draft a quarterback I'm sticking at four and if the quarterbacks are gone I could trade down I might I'll be able to get Will Levis later if we really want a quarterback or I'm just gonna take Will Anderson so um but CJ Stroud at four five Jalen Carter, I think it's a done deal. Uh, best potential athletic player in this draft. I think he is the highest on the field, highest upside, highest value. Um, but I think that if he doesn't go there, the skid stops at six. The Lions will easily take him. Lions finish it out with Tyree Wilson at six. Second edge rusher to go in this draft. Uh, pair him, pair Tyree Wilson with uh, uh, Hutchinson. That's a gross D line that you got built up right there. <clears throat> you were giving Hodgson some credit last year. Don't don't cat with me. Yeah, no, it was really impressive. I think he got like three sacks. <laughs> got a pick. Um, on Justin Fields too. <laughs> Shit, what can I say? Uh, pick seven, the Raiders. Greatest defense player ever. A lot of people have have possibility getting quarterback, getting a wide receiver, uh, not a wide receiver, but getting quarterback, whatever. Uh, they go defense here. They're going to get Christian Gonzalez. Not my number one quarter corner on the draft, but I've seen him project to go much higher recently. Uh, has huge upside, uh, potentially to be the best corner in this draft. And uh, they go and get their guy. They need to re refill basically their entire secondary. It's non-existent right now. And they start that off with the rookie in Christian Gonzalez. Pick eight, Atlanta Falcons. Uh there are many options they can go here uh, for their defense or offense. They just got Jeff Okuda, so they're not going to go cornerback. They could really go either way, but I think with Jalen Carter and Tyree Wilson and, and go, both going off the board, I think they're going to go wide receiver here and try trying to get Desmond Ritter some weapons, uh, potential blockers. Oh God, Desmond Ritter's their quarterback. But, but I think that the Falcons being the Falcons, they're going to fuck this up. Uh, they're going to take Quinton Johnson and he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board, even though he's really shouldn't be taken in the first 25 picks. If that uh, he is bad, he's not good. He is not good, but, but the Falcons will take him uh, just because of his size pick nine. A lot of people say that the bears trade down. I think that they don't, I think they get the best tackle in this draft and they take Paris Johnson jr. And pair him up with another Ohio state player and Justin Fields. Obviously, they've played together. He's been Justin Fields' guy before. He's going to be his guy in the NFL. Now we're getting a little bit wild. Once again, pick 10. He's wild. Pick 10. Used to be the Eagles. It's no longer the Eagles. The Green Bay Packers have traded up from pick 15 to pick 10 to take a wide receiver. Jordan Love will now be throwing to JSN. Wait, wait, just... Real quick. So you're telling me that the second Aaron Rodgers is, is gone, gone now they draft they're the taking a wide receiver. Up. Yes. All right. They're trading up five okay. spots okay. with the Eagles to take a wide receiver. JSN goes off the board at pick 10. That'd be so fucking funny. I think it's plausible, though. So I, think it's, I think 
I think the Eagles are going to trade back from that position and either way. Up for <clears throat> two. Oh my god, that would be so well, funny. well, the the Texans, the Texans, and and I guess the Cardinals both um, have picks eleven and twelve, and both are potentially in the market for a wide receiver. Texans will one hundred percent take JSN at twelve if he's available. So you're going to have to leapfrog. Yeah, that's and what I think. I think that the Packers, I think they could take Jordan Addison, but JSN, I think, is so much better as a prospect than Jordan Addison. They're going to want to go and try and get him. You trade up five spots, you take him, you're happy with him. Now you got a wide receiver to pair with your quarterback of the future who's dog shit. But um, yeah, Big Ten, trade up. JSN's off the board at 10, 11. The Cardinals have traded down to this spot. They take Devon Witherspoon. They shore up their secondary here. I had them basically being able to take them him early. It's my number one corner in this draft. I think it's a steal at 11. Pick 12. Houston could trade down here. They could get basically whoever they want. They could take Jordan Addison. They could take Will Levis. They could take a tackle. They could take uh, <clears throat> Nolan Smith. They could take Joey Porter. Whatever. They're going to take Peter Skaronsky here. Get that O-line developed a bit more for their quarterback of the future, who they will take either later in this draft or next year when they get Caleb Williams, Michael Pratt, <clears throat> somebody like that. <clears throat> now, they could also move Peter Skronsky inside, inside, make him a guard if they really want to. He kind of can go wherever. 13, Jets, they stand pat. They need to tackle. They're going to get Broderick Jones from, from Georgia. Pretty easy there. 14, this could go any which way. I've seen them trade down. I've seen them take B. John Robinson. They're apparently, they really like him. I've seen them take corners, edges, wide receivers, whatever. They get Lucas Van Ness, perfectly fits the uh, Bill Belichick uh, ideology there. He's from Ohio, uh, Iowa, plays edge, just so happens to be white. Not saying anything about that, but um, Thank you for saying that. we were all. But that. he is a yes, he is an edge rusher. They need that help there. So Lucas Van Ness, fourteen to the to the Patriots, fifteen. The Eagles have traded down here. They get Nolan Smith. Go, I'm going to go kill myself. Uh, not literally, not literally, but. Um, yeah, they take Nolan Smith. Uh, yes, the Nolan Smith who absolutely destroyed the combine. The, the Eagles have replenished uh, their defensive edges. Not happy about that one. Uh, Washington could go a couple ways here, but they're going to get Joey Porter Jr., get the secondary a little bit more short, short up to start the uh, next generation of uh, the com <clears throat> Commanders franchise. Ho well, hopefully, be the Commanders for much longer. But hopefully it's just without Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder hasn't technically sold the team yet. He still might be there for the draft. So he might, he just might say, fuck it and screw the whole thing up. Uh, 17, Steelers need tackle help. I don't really think that they care who's there. They're just going to take the best tackle available. Darnell Wright, who people have projected, potentially being a top three tackle in this draft, uh, maybe even two. Uh, they take him at 17, 18. We talked about this before for the Lions. They could go Brian Branch. They could go uh, wide receiver, defense tackle, whatever. But I think they go double down on defensive line here. They take Tyree Wilson in the first pick. They get Brian Breezy for the inside okay. with that second pick at 18. Okay. Now, Kalijah Cansey. They run a 4-3? Uh, yes, they won't run a 4-3. Okay. Kalijah Cansey also is a possibility here. With just athleticism, but Brian Breezy is a big body bulldozer guy. I think that they he, he they can I'm a, really I'm use him. Big it. fan of uh, receipt. He he was a baller. I will know um, he was a true freshman mauling Ohio State guards. Uh, but nineteen, just how to do it? They're gonna take Will Levis. It's a mistake. They're taking Will Levis. The Bucks are taking Will Levis at nineteen. Um, God have mercy for 
the wide receivers down there, but Will Levis, Will Levis, uh, he he's going to be studying underneath Baker Mayfield. So Evans and Godwin are still there, correct? Yes. Uh, Baker Mayfield is their quarterback right now, I believe. And Will Levis will be learning from Baker Mayfield. So that'll be interesting. Uh, 20. Oh, and, and Baker's 100% going to focus on developing Will Levis. Right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that, that's his job. That's his job, right? 20. I think Seattle could trade down here. I think it's very likely uh, any of these teams from, from 22 to 25 could trade up. Jordan Addison is still available. So, you know, the Giants might want to leapfrog to get him. Uh, but 20, I've seen Kalaja Kansi go here. I think that's a strong possibility to get the inside of their D-line because uh, they got Jalen Carter earlier. I don't know about that. I think that they're going to go guard here. I think they're going to take Osiris Torrance off the board, uh, who technically isn't really rated as a first-round prospect. But, you know, the Seahawks, you know, they like to draft random people that you've never heard about before in the first round. Uh, they've done that multiple times before. So I think that yeah, they're going to do it here. Drafted a guard in the first round last year. I don't know. You tell me. I, I didn't hear any of that, to be honest, but. Um, oh, well, I, I would repeat it, but let, let's keep it going. You took Zion Johnson and he's not good. Yeah, I I, I, I got it. I got it. Yeah, uh, 21. This is the team you've been waiting for. The Chargers. Now, just real quick, I mean, I oh, I know who you're gonna say say it. Deontay it Banks. Together. Okay, let's say it together on three. Okay. One, One two, two three. three. Deontay two, Banks. Bijan Robinson. Oh. No. You well, take Deontay Banks. Why, why would we take why would we take Deontay Banks? So you we were talking corners. You were talking about this before. JC Jackson's still recovering. He's not great, okay. Obviously, Asante Samuel is good, but, but a big thing that, that happened when, when the Jaguars were playing uh, the, the Chargers. Michael and, Davis is the best corner on the team. Yeah, but you also lost Bryce Callahan. So that is very true. I think, I think just, that uh, oh, I think we go corner. I know, I know you want a wide receiver. I, Jordan Addison's a possibility here. Okay. Don't get me wrong, oh, Jordan. And a Maryland corner. Jordan Addison's a possibility, but Deontay Banks, I think, is going to go here because of what happened in the playoff game versus the Jaguars. And I, the big thing there was your secondary got exposed, okay? And I think that with— Well, okay, 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 okay. Well, let's—I'm going to draw back on that, too. Uh, yes, we had a— The D-line wasn't, wasn't helpful then. either. I'll give you that. We, we couldn't fucking score to save our life. The problem was not the defense. Like, like okay, like obviously we were choking like motherfuckers. We're the Chargers ever. I get it. You don't need to be mean. But I I also just want to preface this though. I want to I want to preface this though. Um, this is this is 1.0 mock draft, and as of right now, Austin Eckler has not been traded. There's a week left until the draft. Okay, unless He's Austin. If Austin Eckler is traded before the draft, okay, Bijan Robinson could go like this. So Austin Eckler, uh, if they have a deal ready to go after they draft Bijan Robinson at 21 and they just want to wait and see if they can get him, okay, fine. I get that, but this is the assumption. Uh, like As of right now, Austin Eckler is still on the team. He's still there. I think you're going to take Deontay Banks. And then on top of that, it's a deep running back class. It's a deep wide receiver class. In the second round, you can go and get numerous guys uh, at the wide receiver position, fill out the third round with a running back. You can take Tajay. Jim, I don't know if Jameer Gibbs will be there. Um, <clears throat> Kendra Miller. Like, there's a lot of options, okay? 
So I think you're going to shore up your secondary with Deontay Banks. 22, Ravens could go wide receiver, but now they have Odell. I think that they're going to take an edge here to replace Calais Camel that they lost. Miles Murphy from Clemson goes to 22 to the, to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm a big fan of him. I like Miles Murphy a lot. 23, my team. Okay, there's a couple options that could happen here. If, if Dalvin is gone, Bijan could be taken. They could draft Jordan Addison. Brian Branch has been a name that I've associated with him a lot of times. Kalijah Kansi is still on the board. Okay. We need interior help, but I think the pick here is going to be Jordan Addison. If he's still there, if that's layout, I think Jordan Addison goes to the Vikings at 23. He's going to be the wide receiver next to Justin Jefferson. If they shore that up in the next couple of rounds, they're going to shore up the defense. Okay. 24 best player available. Brian Branch. Jaguars just fixing up the team that whatever they can do, they get Brian Branch. 25. I don't think the Giants care what wide receiver it is, but they're taking a wide receiver. They're going to take Zay Flowers. I have that as a lock to them at 25. Zay Flowers to the Giants at 25. 26. Zeke's not there. The Dallas Cowboys take Bijan Robinson. At 26. And I know they have Pollard, but like Texas to Texas. God, that's so good. Bijan Robinson at 26 to the Dallas Cowboys. That's good. That's happening. 27. That's so happening. 27. uh, Same kind of thing. I think the Bills don't really give a shit, but they're dropping a corner. Uh, I don't think that they care what corner it is. So considering all the big guys are off the board, they're going to draft Emmanuel Forbes from. Mississippi State at 27. It's not that big. He definitely needs to put on weight, and that's my issue with him. I have him ranked a lot lower because of that. But 27, they're going to take Emmanuel Forbes, skill player. 28. So, Everett, you would expect an SEC guy to not have any weight problems, right? You, know, you would think. The greatest strength and conditioning in the country, right? You would think. You would think. Um, okay, 28. Anton Harrison from Oklahoma tackle is projected to be in the first round is still available. Bengals need tackle help. They're going to draft Michael Mayer. They're taking a tight end. I've seen Irv Smith play way too fucking much. I know what happens when you throw Irv Smith the ball and he is not going to be their number one tight end. So they're going to draft Michael Mayer. He's a good blocking tight end. He's a good receiving threat. He might not be the fastest guy. He might not have really shown up. I'm wrong here. Didn't Herb Smith say like he's the missing piece? To yes, he did people? say that. I guarantee you he's not. Uh, Dalton Kincaid is an option here, but I, I think that Michael Mayer is going to be the better NFL player. Um, and just given the fact that they're going to need blocking and stuff like that, I think that he's just going to be better in that position. So Bengals take Michael Mayer, the only tight end to go in the first round this year. Uh, at 28, 29, 29, the Saints get an absolute steal at 29, and they take Kalijah Kansi, who's fallen all the way down here, who is projected to be a potential mid-round pick. He falls all the way to 29. It's just the way the draft went. Personally, I could <laughs> personally, personally, I think he could go much higher. I think there's a strong possibility, and that's why I said this is partially what I would do based off of what players are available at the point and what I think the teams also might do. Um, so I don't think that this draft is going to be 100% accurate. I don't think that they ever really are, and that's not really what I'm going for here. Um, <clears throat> but they take uh, Kalijah Kansi at 29, stealing him from the Eagles at the next pick. The Eagles do the same thing that the Lions are doing. At pick 30, they take Mozzie Smith from Michigan. 
continue shoring up that defensive rotation. Now they have both Nolan Smith and Mozzie Smith in the first round. Just real quick. I, eh, never mind. You, you guys know my thoughts on Mozzie Smith. And to wrap out the draft first round, I picked 21, I picked 31, the Kansas City Chiefs draft Anton Harrison. They get a tackle. Okay. All right. I, I can live with that. I, 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 my big question for a second is Miami, they, they technically had picked 20. So, so Chargers technically have picked 20 now. The chart. No, no, no. So the, the Does Chargers 19 to 21, the Chargers have 21. It, it's the, the, they, they were originally picked 22. Miami had picked 21. I yes. Thought, I thought they were one ahead of us. They are one ahead of you, but, but it was pick 20 instead of, or it was pick 21 instead of, instead of 20. They had picked 21. Oh, I get what you're saying. Um, okay. But, but also, I mean, the, the Eagles could fully trade out. And I think that's a strong possibility. The Eagles could fully trade out and the, the Dolphins would be a team that I would watch to trade back in there because they need a tight end so desperately and they don't have an early pick in the second round. Uh, Dalton Kincaid could go off the board like that if 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 uh, the Dolphins trade in. Um, but with that, that is the mock draft 1.0. I don't know if you have any additional comments, but we'll wrap the episode up with that. Uh, yeah, no, no, no major comments uh, or concerns from my end. Uh, one thing that uh, I was I was thinking about our notes, uh, no Jordan Addison round one. I said the Vikings drafted him. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We, yeah. Never mind them. Paying, deep, paying, paying very close attention, I can tell. But with that, thank you guys so much for watching. I mean, fair enough. I mean, I, I think that was, without a doubt, the most entertaining segment we've done on the show. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. I spent time doing this. Um, but with that, thank you guys so much for watching listening rate us five stars you can find us on spotify tiktok youtube and twitter and on instagram at waterboy pod follow us down below at our own personal handles on twitter make sure to subscribe like favorite follow comment share download everything please thank you with that waterboy's out